We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. We've had on this program before famous author Charles Todd, and we were fortunate a year ago to have him on this program talking about his book, The Gatekeeper, and we received a lot of calls and comments from Canada and throughout the 17 states. We blanket with the Bet 1520 with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. I'd like to tell you about Charles Todd, and he has a new book uh, that is coming out at this time. It is called A Game of Fear. And here's a little information about Charles Todd. Charles and Caroline Todd are a mother and son writing team who live on the east coast of the United States. Caroline has a BA in English Literature and History and a Master's in International Relations. Charles has a BA in Communication Studies with an emphasis on business management and a culinary arts degree that means he can boil more than water. Caroline has been married to the same man for umpteen years, and Charles is divorced. Charles and Caroline have a rich storytelling heritage. Both spent many evenings on the porch listening to their fathers and grandfathers reminisce, and a maternal grandmother told marvelous ghost stories. This tradition allows them to write with passion about events before their own time. And an, uh, and an uncle, great uncle, who served as a flyer in World War II, aroused an early interest in the Great War. Now, unfortunately, Caroline passed away, and there was a beautiful obituary in the New York Times on November 21st. I had it in the Buffalo newspaper, a third of a page, and uh, she was a lovely woman. We had her on the program with Charles a year ago, and we're happy now to have Charles with us. And uh, again, my sympathy to you. Your mother was a wonderful woman, a very gifted, brilliant woman. Thank why, you. Why don't we uh, start off and talk about uh, your mother, uh, Caroline Todd, who you uh, wrote, I believe, 23 books together? In the Rutledge series, uh, this would be number 24, A Game of Fear, uh, all total uh, we have published 40 titles. It's quite a success story, <laughs> and uh, you're known all over the world, and uh, for the New York Times to see, do such a large tribute to your mother, uh, really pay tribute to the great writer that she was. Uh, tell us about her talents, her abilities, what was special about her writing style. Caroline had an incredible memory. She could recite information that went well beyond just the basic facts to the details of history that really kept me on my toes trying to keep up with her expansive knowledge, not just of uh, the time period 
that we wrote about, but all of uh, English history and world history, and that made it a challenge to write with somebody who had that in-depth knowledge. But she was also very interested in people. She traveled to 107 different countries around the world and was always fascinated by the different cultures and different types of people that she met and the interesting things they had to tell her, just like listening to my grandfather and her father tell stories. She would sit and listen to people tell stories about their culture and their backgrounds. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of that, uh, from both of our experiences, meeting and dealing with a wide variety of people, both in the United States and around the world, uh, was something that we put into our characters. We didn't take a person and put them in the book, but the characteristics of the person, what makes this person different from another, and I think that added a lot of depth to our characters. And. Uh, we traveled to England together mm -hmm. every year, spent uh, several weeks to a month there every year doing research that <clears throat> primarily focused on getting to know the areas that we were going to write about and what it was that made that area special and different from the neighboring area or an area across the country. We tend to think of England as being a place in and mm -hmm. of itself, but England is as different as the United States. The difference between Maine and New Mexico is very easy to see going just from Northumbria down to Cornwall. Mm -hmm. uh, very different cultures, different backgrounds, and that's what we try to capture in the books that we write. Well, she was a very gifted writer and a very nice person. Uh, having spent an hour with her a year ago, uh, really, I, I admired her talent, and I admire your talent also. Now, this new book that is coming out around the time of this taping, A Game of Fear, is available with booksellers near all our listeners in the U.S. and Canada. And this station has even received letters as far as Scandinavia and New Zealand. So this will be available throughout the world, uh, everywhere books are sold. So let me talk about, this is a most unusual uh, thought in the book, that there can be a murder with no body. And it reminded me of the book by Kafka, The Trial, where a man was being tried for a crime, and he was never told what the crime was. <laughs> so it reminded me of that. How can you have a murder with no body? Well, <clears throat> one of the things that makes a difference is the crime, so to speak, was reported by someone of fair influence, not only in, in the local area, but within British society. Lady Benton, who lived at Benton Abbey, was not somebody that people dismissed out of hand. 
And so when she reported it and took it as far as the uh, chief constable for that area, uh, it was nationally forwarded on to Scotland Yard for investigation. Uh, if an ordinary person on the street had reported that kind of crime, it probably would have been dismissed. But somebody of her standing and, and prestige, uh, it had to be taken seriously. And that brings in the necessity for Ian Rutledge to have to travel to Essex to investigate. Well, it's a, um, an unusual claim without a body, but uh, it, it sort of reminds me, uh, Ron Kessler, uh, who wrote the book The Season, uh, he wrote a book about the Secret Service, and when George, President Bush was going to a city, a psychic, uh, said that he will be coming here and there will be a potential assassin and a bridge and the Secret Service changed the path of his travels. Mm -hmm. She was a well-regarded psychic. It reminded me of, of that. Um, for those who... Well, and yes. too, Lady Benton had very... in the adjacent property during World War One. there had been an airfield mm -hmm. and she had been a good neighbor to that airfield and the uh, men that were stationed at the airfield would come and uh, spend time in her gardens relaxing. She felt it was important to do her bit by giving them a little place of respite mm -hmm. away from the airfield. So uh, she was held, as I said before, in very high regard, both by the military for her contribution to the war effort as well as her standing in British society. So when somebody like that makes a claim of this nature, people tend to take it a little more seriously than they would just a person on the street, as I said before. Oh, it's very uh, interesting. We urge all our listeners to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520 to go to your uh, bookseller near you and pick up a copy of A Game of Fear with our guest today, world-famous author Charles Todd. A little uh, plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in any Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, author Lawrence Lemer and Ambassador Ronald Gidwitz. Also thanks to those who've called regarding New York State Assemblyman Mike Norris. Coming up, we'll have Joe Winter, the director of the Family Business Center at Niagara University. A little bit more information about Charles Todd. He learned the rich history of Britain, including the legends of King Arthur, William Wallace, 
and other heroes as a child. Books on Nelson and by Winston Churchill were also at hand. Their many trips to England gave them the opportunities to spend time in villages and the countryside where there's different viewpoints from that of the large cities. Their travels are the heart of the series they began ten years ago. Again, our guest today is author Charles Todd, and the book is available worldwide, A Game of Fear. We're honored to have Charles Todd back on the Rust Report on the Bet 1520. If you have thoughts or comments, if you're listening in Montreal, Buffalo, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, the Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards from our Canadian and European listeners. Now let's talk about a ghost committing murder. I know you... Okay. Before we do yes. that, mm-hmm. believe it or not, and I understand ten years ago, seems like a long time ago, uh, I was very grateful in August of this year uh, we celebrated 25 years of publishing Charles Todd, especially the Ian Rutledge book. The first book, A Test of Wills, came out in August of 1996. Okay. 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. It's hard to believe. It seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> but you were asking how a ghost could commit a yes. murder? Yes. Well, Lady Benton is firmly convinced that she recognized the killer that she saw looking out her windows uh, late one evening. And she knows for certain that it was Captain Nelson who committed the crime. Captain Nelson was one of the flyers based at the nearby air base, and he died during the war. So much as she says she recognized Captain Nelson and is certain that's who it was, there's no way it could be because Nelson had died several years before. This is set in spring of 1921, so uh, several years had passed since his death. And naturally when the police came out, there was no blood, no body, no sign of any crime taking place, and yet Lady Benton is adamant that this is what she saw and she wants it investigated. So Ian Rutledge is dispatched up to Essex uh, near an area called Malden. Uh, People may recognize Malden because Malden sea salt is Mm -hmm. a very famous salt that comes from the salt flats in Essex and plays a part in the book that uh, we wrote and uh, is fascinating to us because to this day if you go to specialty shops or gourmet grocery stores you may actually see Malden sea salt. Uh, It's a coarse sea salt and it's kosher. Uh, but it's something that uh, 
cooks and people who like fine dining like to use all the time. It's amazing the little trivia you pick up once you start going down the rabbit hole of researching a location. But uh, the question is, what really happened to Kel Captain Nelson? Can we confirm that he uh, died during the war? Do we have any evidence showing that that's what it is? There's uh, some sensibility uh, about the fact that there it involves an officer from the adjacent air base and. As Rutledge begins delving into this baffling case, uh, more suspicious tragedies uh, come to light, and all of a sudden the uh, whole story begins to unravel, and the uh, Abbey and the airfield uh, hold their secrets tightly. It's very difficult for Rutledge to find people who will talk about it. Most of the villagers who had anything to do with the airbase only have superficial recollections of what actually went on because a lot of what they were doing was considered secret during the war, where they were going, what they were doing, those kinds of things were not shared generally with the local population for obvious reasons and so they're they're quite good at uh, keeping secrets from being divulged and even though it's been several years since the war the uh, Secrets Act is still in effect and there are certain roadblocks to just exactly how much information Rutledge can get as to who was stationed there, when they were there, uh, what actually happened. Just because you saw somebody's plane on fire headed towards the ground at a high velocity does not necessarily mean that they're dead, does it? That's a question. So all of these things slowly uh, develop, and the more they develop, the more uh, suspicious tragedies uh, come to light and he starts realizing that there may be more to this than just a simple case of well she maybe had a little too much sherry one night and was looking out the window and imagined it all. Well this brings to mind uh, how can the lady of the house witness a murder with no body? How do you witness a murder with a ghost? All she knows is she was looking out at, out the windows, the French windows of the house mm -hmm. late at night and saw a man attack another man, saw that attacked man fall down, saw the other man turn and look towards the windows, when she, which is when she recognized him, but there were no lights on so he couldn't see her and then turn and run away and by the time she was able to get word to the local constabulary to get somebody out there 
there was no body there and there was no blood or evidence of anything having taken place but she knows what she saw and that's enough with a few words put in the right ears especially the chief constable for the area to put a call into Scotland Yard and say hey it may be a wild goose chase right but this is coming from a relatively authoritative source mm -hmm. who is adamant that she saw what she saw and she gives a full description exactly telling Rutledge what she saw and how she saw it uh, and so Rutledge first of all is the kind of person who believes in doing his duty he's there to find out whether or not this actually took place or not and second of all he's there because he has an inquisitive mind he wants to nail this down and find out what the truth is behind it was there somebody playing a joke on Lady Benton? Were there two people out there staging this theatrically for her benefit? Was this uh, somebody dressed up to look like Captain Nelson that actually was somebody else? What exactly was the circumstances or what exactly were the circumstances behind what she saw? And so as he begins looking and more tragedies start coming to light, he starts to realize he can't confirm that the death happened or that the murder took place, but there are these other things that have come up that say maybe there's something more to this, maybe there isn't. For those who are interested in purchasing this book, A Game of Fear, by our guest, world-famous author, Charles Todd. It's available throughout the United States and Canada, as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada. If uh, you have any comments or thoughts, please send me a note. Brian Rusk, care of the Rusk Report, at the Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Again, I highly recommend uh, his book. I read recently The Gatekeeper, which was a, a, a great book that kept you on your toes. And um, he's a, a very well-regarded internationally as a top uh, author. A little bit more information about Charles Todd. His love of history led him to a study some of the wars that shape it, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two. He enjoys all those things nautical, has an international collection of seashells, and has sailed most of his life. Golf is still a hobby that can be both a friend and foe, and sports in general are enthusiasms. Charles had a career as a business consultant. This experience gave him an understanding of going to troubled places where no one was glad to see him arrive. This was excellent training for Rutledge's reception as he tries to find a killer in spite of local resistance. Our guest today, world-famous author Charles Todd. Again, the book is A Game of Fear, and it's available throughout the world.
Uh, let's uh, uh, talk a little bit about this lady of the house and uh, her accusation that Captain Nelson committed the murder, but he has been dead for some time, so how does a dead man or ghost of a dead man commit a murder? Charles Todd. Well, on the, on the face of it, it's impossible for a ghost to commit a murder. But as we said before, is he dead? Have we confirmed that? Uh, there's a lot of different possibilities going along with that. And that's what we like. Uh, whether it's a situation like we did with Wings of Fire where basically all the suspects are already dead and Rutledge is trying to piece together what happened in the family's history and it's uh, only through the works of uh, a poet, O.A. Manning, that he's able to uh, discover some of the clues that he needs to solve the crime. I think that's the most difficult aspect of what we write. We might find in our research a place that it seems like a perfect spot for a murder. Uh, we found one particular place that uh, was outside of London uh, and in this particular case, a German Zeppelin during World War One, one of the uh, airships that came over and bombed uh, England, specifically London, had been damaged by some of the fighter aircraft and was losing altitude. And when it came over this town, it clipped the steeple mm -hmm. on this church. Okay. And the steeple landed in the graveyard. And to this day, the steeple is still sitting in the graveyard. We thought to ourselves, this is perfect. We need to use this. So we went to that town. As it turned out, there was nothing really unique about the town. Mm -hmm. There was nothing really unique about the people. Uh, they were polite enough, not especially friendly, but polite enough. But it just, there was nothing there. And we were coming out of there, we made a wrong turn and wound up in this little tiny town that we drove through the whole town, never saw a living soul except for some sheep crossing the road. And all the windows toward the street were shuttered. Hmm. But as you drove around, you could see that the back of the houses going out into the fields were open and there was some light back there. But just driving down the street, it was completely deserted. And we said, this is perfect. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've been very honored to have world-famous author with the Ian Rutledge series, Charles Todd, with us. We dedicate this program.
to his late mother, Caroline Todd, who passed a few months ago, a great writer herself. Again, the book is A Game of Fear. It's available at all bookstores. A special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production of The Rusk Report, and thank you for enlightening us once again, world-famous author Charles Todd. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure to have you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.